Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. This message is from our midweek service with John Alcaraz. Also, if you haven't followed us on Instagram or Facebook, give us a follow at PC Paramount, and then be sure to check out our website at praisechapelparamount.com. Enjoy this message. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Come on, begin to thank him right now, Lord. Thank you. God, you made this possible, Father. You're the one that deserves the glory, Lord. It's you. It's your perfect will. It's your perfect, uh, it's your perfect uh, ways. God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Tonight, Father, just continue to, to have your way. Holy Spirit, continue to move throughout the rest of this evening, Lord. Father, we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. So we're gonna, I got about a 20-point sermon here. No, I'm just kidding. I know everyone's hungry. Um, but first, <laughs> first and foremost, I just want to thank my pastors, Pastor Omar and Pastor Letty. Um, I want to thank you guys for that one moment decision that you guys made throughout the years, not just one, but multiple. Um, I want to thank you both for answering the call, um, because your lives have impacted so many lives. Uh, the fruit is here and, and you actually, you, God has used you guys to change generations and, and I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I would probably be divorced, uh, drunk, or, or in jail, or dead if it wasn't for you guys uh, making that one decision moment to answer the call of God. So I thank you, pastors. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And, and um, thank you. So the title of my message is um, One Moment Decision. And, it, um, and how many know every day, it doesn't matter who you are, uh, where you live, your age, I mean, no, life is full of decisions, right? Life is full of decisions. Um, I read that the average person makes, they make 35,000 conscious decisions a day. That's a lot, right? I'm like, I was trying to count my decisions I was making today and I I lost count. (laughs) So you think about it, even before we get out of bed, right, we're making decisions, Right? Am I going to hit that snooze button one more time, right? I need five more minutes. Like, five more minutes is going to do anything anyways, right? But, man, five more minutes. Some of us uh, decide before we even get out of, get the goop out of our eye that, um, right? <laughs> now we're going to jump on social media and see what's going on in the real world, right? Come on. I, I, I'm guilty of that. Trust me. When I was putting this together, the Lord convicted me as well. And so... Um, what are the kids going to eat? What are they going to wear? Some of us decide, uh, uh, are we going to watch the news, right? I would encourage you, instead of watching the news, why don't you put on some worship? For reals. And so we have so many decisions to make, even before we leave the house, even before we head on out, right? And a lot of times, we're leaving the house in a rush. We're leaving the house in a rush. We didn't thank God. We didn't get into his word. And we didn't pray. And the problem when we do that is that we're leaving the house without putting on our armor. We're leaving our armor at home right next to the fruits of the Spirit. You know? And so before you leave your house, before I leave my house, you know, I realize that I'm walking out into a fallen world. And I need to make that one moment decision that today that I'm going to be a light. Today I'm going to live for Jesus. Today I'm going to, I'm going to be a light for him. Amen? Check out what First Peter 5 it says. It says, be alert and be a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, what? He prowls around like a roaring lion for someone to devour. It's true. 
Um, and, and so throughout God's word, uh, there are many stories, many stories of, and, and examples of men and women who were faced with a mo- one moment decision. And so I'm going to just, I'm going to go, I'm going to read through these uh, uh, and just kind of paraphrase. Uh, so the first man, the first person I think about is found in Genesis 12, and it's the story of Abraham. Pastor Isaac had hit it on the, uh, talked about it last Wednesday. And so the thing with Abraham uh, is the Lord told him to leave his native land, which meant the Lord told him to leave your comfort, uh, your comfort zone, to leave all that's familiar to you, Right? And the crazy part, that's not the crazy, the crazy part is that Abraham was 75 years old when the Lord called him. And so don't tell me that you're too old. Don't tell me that you're not old enough that God can't use you. Don't tell me, don't fall for that lie that the time has passed because that's a lie. God can use you right where you're at. And so Abraham, he had to make that one moment decision. Actually, he made several one moment decisions as well. And as you, as you read the book of Genesis, you'll see the, the fruit of his one decision moments. I think about a man, uh, Joseph, one of my favorite characters in the Bible, uh, who suffered many trials, but he never took his eyes off the Lord, right? He never took his eyes off the Lord. He was wrongfully accused. He was thrown in prison, but yet he never took his eyes off the Lord. And so he was a young man who experienced many one-moment decisions, and because of his decisions, because of his decisions not to quit, his whole family was saved. And because his one decision moment to not quit, a whole nation was saved. And so I want to encourage you, we got to have an attitude like Joseph because your salvation is tied to more than just yourself. It's tied to your children. It's tied to your, to, to your coworkers. It's tied to your family. They're watching you. They're seeing if you're the real deal. And so I don't know about you, but I want people to, to go to heaven with me. Queen Esther, she had a choice Right? Queen Esther, uh, she had a choice. She, she could either take action or could she, she could sit. And the thing with Queen Esther, I think sometimes we might overlook and forget about it, that she was a queen. She was in the palace. She had it made. She had servants. She didn't have to do anything, right? But thank God in that one moment decision that she listened to Mordecai, that she listened to the man of God, and he began to tell her, he said, um, Maybe you were born for such a time as this, amen? And I begin to think about, in this world right now, there's about 6 billion people in this world, and there is only one you, and no one else even has your fingerprints. That's how unique you are, right? No one else has your fingerprints but you, so you're unique. So don't ever think that... Don't ever think that you're not special because God don't make mistakes and God don't make accidents. And so you're here, you were born for a purpose in this time, in this season, for what's going on now. And God has called you, amen? God has called you. Say it. Say, God has called me. Yeah, you got to say it like you mean it. Like, God has called me. Amen. I think about Nehemiah. I love the story of Nehemiah as well. Uh, his one moment decision encouraged and brought hope to a whole nation. Amen. They, the, the, the nation of Israel was, was, the walls were torn down. It was in shambles. But yet, because of Nehemiah's passion for the things of God and for God's people, God, God used him and he said, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm take action. I'm going to make it happen. Even, I don't care what everybody else is doing. I'm going to move forward. And guess what? People followed him. People will follow you. If they see that you're passionate, passionate, passion is contagious. If people see that you're passionate for Jesus and the things of God, they will follow, including your children, parents. I think of the story of David, right? David decided to stand up 
against the giant when no one else would, even though in the eyes of everyone, David did not stand a chance. But here's the thing with David. David remembered God's promises. David remembered who his God was. And I want to encourage you, guys, in your trials, when you feel like you're facing a giant, you have to remember who your God is. Your God is big. Your God is powerful. He is almighty. I think about Jonah, right? In his one-moment decision, he tried to run from God. Hey, how many runners do we have in the house? Come on. How many runners do we have? You know, I could test. I, I, I was a runner at one time, too. Um, even in church, you can be a runner. And you know who you are because the Holy Spirit will prompt you and say, why are you running? Why are you doing this? Why are you acting that way? And you're like, ah. You know, you need, to, you, need to, you need to stop being a runner. You can't run from the Lord. You, how, many, how many realize that you can't run from the Holy Spirit? You can't run from God. Where are you going to go? He's omnipresent. He's eternal. You cannot run from God. See, but Jonah eventually repented and got right with God. He eventually repented and got right with God, and he listened. And when he listened to the Lord, he preached to the town of Nineveh, and the whole city was brought into repentance. I think it was like 200,000 people. That's a, big, that's a big altar call, amen? But that's because he finally listened to God. He stopped running. The disciples, I know there's, there's 12 of them, but, and uh, one of them was, was bad, but the, re- the other 11 were good. But they each had a one-moment decision to make as well, to follow Jesus. You think, I think of Peter and Andrew as they were uh, working, as they were fishing, and Jesus said, hey, drop all you're doing and come follow me, right? That was their family business. He pretty much said, hey, leave that and come follow me. So they made that decision to leave and to follow Jesus. And the thing about, and you think about all the disciples, they all made that one decision, say, hey, you know what, we're gonna follow, we're gonna follow Jesus. You know, even when the society was against them, even when the society, right, the Jewish culture at the time, the Roman, they were like, no, you know, you, you couldn't do it. But they said, you know what, we're gonna do it anyways. And so even if society says, you know, you can't, you can't follow that, uh, you can't follow Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna follow Jesus. I'm gonna be like the disciples and I'm gonna make, Every morning I make that one decision moment that I'm going to live for Jesus, that I'm going to live for Jesus. And these, God used these ordinary men to what? Turn the world upside down. Amen. Did you know that the same Holy Spirit that, that was in them, that used them, that gave them influence, that gave them comfort, that strengthened them, is the same one that's in this place right now? Did you know that? Of course you did. We just got to tap into it. We got to tap into it, right? And um, I like what Diga always says, and it's so true. The anointing is going to cost you, right? It's going to cost you, oh, I don't, you know, my, no, it's going to cost you your time. It's going to cost you your devotion. It's going to cost you some things. And what a great time, and especially in this prayer and fasting. You know, I started this whole new year off, and I said, man, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not leaving the house until I'm armored up. I can't. The world is crazy, and that was perfect timing because I didn't even have to call you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Um, and so the same Holy Spirit lives in us. And, and, and you, th- you think about these disciples and how God used them to turn the world upside down. And I got to ask the question is, why can't God do it again? Why can't he use you? He can. He will. If you're willing, oh, yeah, he will. And in closing, I'm going to close with this scripture. 
Um, it's found in Luke 22, uh, verse 45 to 46. And it's Jesus. It's, a, it, it's talking about Jesus here. And he, and he says, um, and when he rose from prayer, he's, I believe he's in, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And when he rose from prayer and he went back to his disciples and he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. How many of you have ever been asleep because you're just going through, you just don't want to even do nothing. You just want to, you just want to sleep, right? But Jesus comes up to them. He says, why are you guys sleeping? Why, why? Why are you sleeping? He says, get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. And so I wonder how many of us can hear the Holy Spirit asking us, why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? You know, I had that encounter with the Lord and uh, the Holy Spirit asked me, you know, about a year and a half ago, John, why are you sleeping? You know, because I was, it's easy to just go through the motions, come to church, find your seat, you know. Do your, your ministry, and then you're out. It's, it, it, I, I, when I was a young disciple, when I first got saved, people would say, man, brother, don't lose that fire. Don't lose that fire. And I'm like, what's this guy talking about? Don't lose the fire. Until I became that guy, and I was like, oh, man, I'm that guy. I'm stagnant. I'm just, I'm just going through the motions. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, and we're not ready for those one-decision moments and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to live for God. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let... I'm not going to give. See, the enemy can't take it from us. We give it to him. So I'm not going to give him my worship. I'm not going to give him my calling because it's not his. God gave it to me. And if God gave it to me, he can't have it back. The enemy can't have it. The time is now for the church to rise to the occasion. Amen. You might fall for the lie right now. Say that, you know, I missed my moment. You know, I've been saved 15 years. I've been saved five years. I missed my moment. God can't. That's a lie. God can use you. All you got to do is repent, get it right, and say, you know what? I'm going to go for God. I'm not going to miss that one moment decision anymore. Anymore. The good thing is uh, we're not defined by our past, right? Or we'd all be, I'd be, definitely be disqualified. We'd all be, we'd actually, we'd all be disqualified. But we are defined by what uh, God's word says about us. And so tonight, you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to say, Lord, I'm all in. No more running. No more sleeping. I'm all in. I'm all in. Why wouldn't we go all in? When we were running in the world, we went all in, right? Nonstop. Full. Some of you gangbang hardcore, but we become a little soft when it comes to Jesus. We partied. And we went all out. Stay up for weeks, but yet when it comes to Christ, we can't even come to prayer in the morning on a Saturday. And so I made my decision and I said, you know what, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all, I have to be all in. I mean, what else is there? It's you. It's all you, God. And so if I could just have you, if you would just close your eyes, bow your heads. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good, Father. You're so good, Lord. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, Lord. 
Tonight, you're not here by accident. I'll tell you that right now. You might have been invited by someone. You might have said, well, I just had nothing else better to do. But you know what? It's a, the Lord brought you here. The Holy Spirit led you here tonight. And some of you out here might not know who the Lord is. But I want to tell you tonight is, is your moment, your one decision moment where you can get right with God. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to use your life. And so, if any of you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you just go ahead and lift up your hand. I see that hand. God sees that hand. Come on, there's another hand back there. Thank you, Lord. You see, it's, it's, God called you here. God called you here. It's not an accident. Come on, is there more? Is there more folks out here that would say, you know what? I'm all in. I'm, I'm done running. I'm tired. The world, is, the world is harsh. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Don't pass up your one moment decision tonight. The Lord is prompting you. God is, is tugging on your heart. God is calling you. How do I know? Because 11 years ago, I was sitting in the same seat, and I was tired of running. I was so tired and broken, and I said, man, look, this is my one decision moment, and, and I lifted my hand, and so I just want to encourage you. If, we're not going to make you do anything crazy, but we just want to pray with you. We want to pray with you and believe God for you and with you. So if, any, if there's anybody else that says, hey, you know what? I want to get up on that prayer. I, I need Jesus in my life. Maybe you were walking with the Lord. Maybe you were so filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you had a passion. But then things happen. Life happens. There's an, there, God, wants to, God, can, God can use your life still. God will use your life still. And so if that's you, you say, you know what? I'm away from God. I'm not doing what I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. And you know, because you have the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit just always messes with you. But if that's you, you say, you know what? I want to de- rededicate my life to Jesus this evening. Just go ahead and lift up your hand. Ushers will see it. Amen. We see that hand. We see that hand. Amen. God is good. God is good. For those of you that lifted up your hand, if uh, just do me a favor. You know, can you come up here? Stand right here at the altar. We're going to have some, some folks pray with you. We're going to have some people pray for you. And we're going to believe God. Sisters, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not an accident that you're here. Chris, God loves you, man. You know God. And so John's going to pray for you. And uh, if, you guys can just, if you guys can just lead them in a prayer of repentance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, we just, we had some good words that were preached. You know, that your life is important. And God's promise, we can't forget God's promises. But I, I just want to encourage you if any, if any of these words tonight have spoken to your spirit, the altar is open. Uh, Jacob and Enrique, if you guys can uh, come up here, and we're going to lay hands and, and, 
and believe God for miracles or breakthrough. Come on, guys, don't be, don't be afraid. This might be your one decision moment to come to the altar. Well, you might say, well, I can do that at home. Yeah, but you can do it right here at the altar and make a public declaration and say, you know what? This is my one decision moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to declare tonight. I'm going to declare tonight that I'm all in, that I'm all in. No more games, no more running. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at Praise Chapel Paramount dot com.